Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Today, we are going to have a short devotional time together and unpack an Adrian Rogers truth from our Profound Truth card set. It goes along with our interview that we had for the past two weeks with Mallory Lynch. If you have not checked those out, um, you should go back and listen to those. It is about God's timing and having biblical hope in great despair. So today, our Adrianism, our truth that we're going to be talking about, is God's delays aren't God's denials. The verse that goes with this truth is, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I do hope. That's Psalm 135. When I read that verse, the part that really sticks out to me is, in his word I do hope, the word hope. I started thinking about the word hope and looking up different definitions of it. And it's very clear to me that there is a worldly definition of hope and there's a biblical definition of hope. The worldly definition of hope is mostly talking about wishing for something, having hope in a wish that you want to happen, that you are trying to will something to happen from another person, for something that you desire, for something that you want. But biblical hope is nothing like worldly hope. Biblical hope is an actual application, it says, this definition that I found, application of your faith that supplies a confident expectation in God's fulfillment of his promises. And so... In biblical hope, it's not so much that you're wishing for something, but rather that you're expecting something, that you know that God is going to fulfill his promises that he's made to you in the Bible. You have them written right there. They may not say exact things like, Mallory's going to get this job, but they will give you promises that you can hold on to. Whereas the world just kind of, your wishes, they kind of come and go and change with the wind. And so that's important to know before we start today, the difference between worldly hope and biblical hope. So out there, you might be listening right now, and you might be hoping, you might be expecting, as we talked about, waiting on God to do something. Maybe it's relief from pain that's in your body from a sickness that's in your body. Maybe you're hoping for a godly mate. You're a single mom and you're lonely and you want a godly man to come into your life um, to be an example to your children. Maybe it's hoping that your children will come back to the Lord. Maybe you have children that have gone astray and um, that weighs heavy on your heart. Maybe it's a hope to get out of a bad work situation. Maybe your job is a really toxic situation, and you are hoping um, and praying for a new opportunity. Maybe it's hope for the Lord to open up your womb again. 
you're dealing with infertility. I know it's it's greatly common to deal with infertility um, before you ever have children. And then there's also a different sort of infertility that a lot of women deal with where they've had one baby and then they can't have one after that. That is a real that is a real thing and um, a great struggle, I know. Or maybe you're hoping for the Lord to mend your broken heart. Maybe like we talked about with Mallory last week, you've you've had a miscarriage, you've lost a child, um, and that's a deep, deep-rooted hurt in a mother's heart. Or a loved one. Maybe you've lost a mother or a sibling or a grandparent or something like that, and you just have a broken heart, and you're just praying that the Lord will mend that as he promises to come close to you in his word. As I was studying this subject of biblical hope and waiting, trusting the Lord, having patience while you're in pain and you're struggling for something you're next to come or the thing that you're praying for to happen, I thought about the story of Hannah in the Bible. So Hannah, she dealt with great infertility in the Bible. Her husband, it was common back then that they would have multiple wives, and he had another wife, and she would just constantly rub it in Hannah's face that she had multiple children. And every single year, Hannah would just pray and cry out to the Lord. It says that she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son. That's in 1 Samuel 1, 10 through 11. And later on down the road of that story, there is great biblical hope and um, fruit from the the way that Hannah trusted and she prayed and she was so diligent in her prayers. And the Lord did give her a son, Samuel, and he was one of the greatest leaders in the Bible. And so um, we see that and it's a very short amount of time in the Bible. It's just a chapter or so that we see this whole story. But really, this infertility went on for years of time before she was blessed with Samuel And so you see just a tiny glimpse of what was probably years of times of her distress and how she wept bitterly, it said. And so I think that that's something that needs to be noted here because she was in pain. She was even experiencing some bitterness because here this other woman was having all these children for her husband, and she couldn't have one, and she was just asking for one, and so she was losing patience, and she was just, it says she was distressed, and she just cried out to the Lord, and God honored her prayer, and in his timing, he blessed her, and so I I know that in times of great pain, when you cannot see straight, a lot of times you're thinking the Lord is denying you or giving you a no to a question that you're asking him or to a plea, but it may not be that he is saying no or denying. It may just be that he's delaying because he's trying to to teach you. He's shaping you. He's adding character that only pain can bring to your life. 
And that's hard to talk about. People don't, we don't like to talk about that. We don't like pain and we don't like waiting. You know, this is a world of instant gratification. So we like things to, you know, happen as soon as we ask for them. And that's just not the way that the Lord works. And he also may have a different plan for his answer. You may be asking for something specific and he brings you something completely different. But later on down the road, you see it's exactly what you needed. And so that could be with infertility and you realize you adopt later on and you're just so blessed. Those are your children. They are yours. You are their mother. They are your children. And you have that void fulfilled in your life. Or he brings you a job that's completely off the wall, not at all what you're praying for, like the promotion you're asking for, but it ends up being the exact place that you're supposed to be. There's so many different situations that that happens. But I love this quote. I found this quote. It's from Priscilla Shire. Love her stuff. And she is talking about the story of Hannah as well, and she's talking about pain and the things that we go through as we wait and we hope. It says this, We may not like pain, but we need it. That's hard to hear, I know. It helps us. It blesses us. It takes us to points of desperation and need, and therefore to pivotal moments of prayer and dependence and rescue that we would never experience if left to our own comfortable routines. It forces us to seek refuge in God that we might otherwise think is unnecessary. That's so true, because if you've got it all together, you're not usually asking the Lord or pleading for things. You're, you, don't, you don't bother. You don't think it's necessary. And so it forces us to seek refuge in God that we might otherwise think is unnecessary. It becomes a teacher exposing us to lessons that only the hurting can understand. Think about it like this. When you walk through fires, when you walk through times of pain, when you walk through hard things, those things always leave a mark on your life. And if you've got the Lord in your life, you should go on and use those things that have shaped you to help other people. So when I walked through, I walked through like the worst newborn experience ever with my first child, for example. And I would just, he was hurting so much. We couldn't figure out what was wrong with him with his um, his allergies and his stomach and colic and all the things. And I would just plead, please, Lord, like, give the doctors wisdom. I need to figure out what's wrong with him. He's my baby. And he would just cry for, like, seven straight months. And that'll mess a person up. And I can just remember I was I was physically hurting for him that I that I could not figure it out. I was his mother, and, and I could not figure out what was wrong with him. And... After walking through that experience, whenever a mom is sharing a story about one of those newborns, it's not like the two months of crying colic type thing. I'm talking about like, you know, 10 plus formulas, the allergies, the the bloody stools, the crying all night longs, the the awfulness that doesn't go away in the time frame that the doctor tells you it's going to. I always perk up and say, hey, I, I've i been through that. I know what you're going through. And it, I always 
am so like, compassionate for that because that's something that I've walked through. And I think that all of us are, we can all think of things that we have walked through that have been painful. You know, we've all been through losses and all sorts of things that you can reach out to people and really encourage because just like that quote said, the hurting that you went through made you understand something. And you can offer hope to somebody else because you've walked through it. There is a verse that I like. It's Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And so when I see the word discipline, the discipline here is developing biblical hope and trust in the Lord. It's not something that just happens overnight. Your faith doesn't just start out great enough to just expect the Lord to do these great things and that you just instantly trust that the Lord is going to bring you through a tough situation. Over time, the Lord really does shape you into something beautiful, and you are able to then give back and encourage other people and show them what the Lord has taught you. And I think that there's a lot of beauty in that. So whether you're dealing with great pain or you're dealing with a delay, you're pleading for the Lord to give you an answer or come through with something that you're praying for and you feel like it's being delayed, remember, it might not be that it's a no from the Lord, or it might be a no, and the Lord is just going to answer it a different way that's better for you um, down, down the line. But we're all impatient, right? I deal with that every day in, in motherhood, you know, like, why can my kids not get this? You know, I've told them this a hundred times, you know, or whether it's us, we're God's children, right? Asking him for something and we're impatient. We want it to happen right then. But all these things, the pains, the delays, the impatience, they all are teaching us something. They're all shaping us and leading us to having to be in a place of finding great biblical hope and faith and trust in the Lord. We may experience bitterness or doubt in times of waiting, just like Hannah did, just like the story I shared. And I think that's okay. Those are real emotions. But we must praise and have hope through the waiting. Mallory shared something um, in her story recently, and she said that as they were waiting in the hospital, seeing if the twins could be saved, her and Stephen decided right then that regardless, they were going to praise the Lord of whatever the outcome was. And I've shared that before in the story about my mom walking through um, her brain tumor and all the things that went along with that. And that is a huge statement to make. But that is what biblical hope is, is you will praise the Lord no matter what, and you will wait with great expectation for the things that the Lord is going to do. If you are hurting today, um, one of my favorite verses is, the Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's Psalm 34, 18. So if you are dealing with something that is 
of great pain um, that you are trying to have biblical hope and expectation, but the waiting is is painful, or you've walked through a great loss, like Mallory did, losing um, her twins. Just know that that is a promise from the Lord, that He is near the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Another verse that I love is Psalm 42, 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. And so that's exactly what we were just talking about. Hope, biblical hope in God, that no matter what comes or what you're waiting on, that you will praise him because he is your help and he is your God and he's not going to leave you. And that's a huge promise. If you're walking through something that is heavy, that is painful, that has just got you completely down and you're not really sure how to get back up and you don't really know what to pray, Scripture's a great thing to pray. That's a great verse to pray. Write it down, stick it on some post-it notes in your car or on your mirror in the bathroom or wherever. Just pray scripture until you can find those words to pray when you're hurting. Dr. Rogers said that an unanswered prayer could also mean that it's strategically delayed. With God, timing is far more important than time. Answered prayers could be delayed to display his glory. I think that that's huge because a lot of times there's a lot of growth in the delay. There's a lot of growth in our biblical hope. There's a lot of growth in our faith. There's a lot of growth in our compassion. Had I not gone through that situation with Jake as a newborn, I don't think I'd be near as compassionate towards other mothers that are entering motherhood with a difficult newborn. Or had I not experienced that with my mom or with my miscarriage or Mallory hadn't experienced that with her twins or we could keep going. Everyone has stuff. Everyone has hurts. Everyone has things that have scarred them or that they're walking through right now that are hard. And no matter what it is, the delays, like he was saying, they display the glory of God if you remain faithful and trust him and, and you continue to proclaim that no matter what, you're going to praise him. You're going to walk through the fire. You're, gonna, you're going to keep and grow in biblical hope, and you're going to expect that the Lord is going to get glory because if you want his plan over yours, then he's always going to get glory for that. And so I don't know if you've listened to the interview with Mallory over these last two weeks on the podcast. If not, you should definitely go back and check it out. I think a lot of what we've been talking about here today is displayed in her story and how she walked through that, her and her husband, Stephen. She dealt with infertility, the loss of her twins, and was not sure that she would ever even have more children. And God has now blessed her with two beautiful babies, and taught her so much through her pain and her suffering that she now uses to offer biblical hope and minister to other women that are going through 
the same things. I think that's a beautiful story of how the Lord can take your ashes and turn them into beauty. And so to wrap up today, God's delays aren't God's denials, what we've been talking about. His timing and his plan are perfect. It may look different from our own plans. If you're praying your own plans, you're going to have to lay those down eventually and get on board with the Lord's plans because ultimately those are the best plans. You just can't see that far down the road to see it. Next month, we're going to be talking with a lady named Melissa Lewis, and that statement right there is exactly what her story is about, laying down her own plans and her own desires for what the Lord had in store for her. And it's a super powerful story. I'm not going to give any more of it away. And so just like Hannah today, you may be walking through some pain. You may be even walking through a little bitterness, sadness, anger even. There's all sorts of emotions, just like she did. Impatience as we as we try to wait. But God, if you hear nothing else today, God is faithful. And you can always know that even in the waiting, even in the in the praying, God always hears you and he's always working things out for your good. So do not give up hope. That's all I have for today. I hope that you walk away. Oh, look what I did there. Hope. <laughs> I hope that you walk away encouraged and I hope that you walk away challenge that if you've walked through something and you're on the other side, that you would turn back around and encourage someone else. And if you're in the midst of the fire and you're walking through asking and pleading the Lord for something, that this would encourage you to stick with it, that have that biblical hope, that expectation that God is going to come through and he's going to answer because he always does in his timing. So that's all I have for today, and I just wanted to say thanks for listening. And if you haven't been to faithful31moms.com lately, go check that out and see some of our show notes from our interviews. And you can scroll down to the bottom of any page and send me an email and sign up for our notifications for new podcasts and new blogs and all sorts of things that we have going on. I'm excited about this fall. We have a lot of great interviews coming up and um, lots of fun things that um, are going to be super impactful. And I'm, I'm looking forward to what all the Lord is going to teach me through them and also all of you listening out there. I hope you have a wonderful day. And if you wouldn't mind subscribing and rating this podcast, that would be awesome. And yeah, that's all I have. So I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy our devotion today? Well, good news. We're excited to tell you about our new Profound Truth card set that was used for our devotional topic in today's podcast. Faithful 31 Moms is a partner of Loveworth Finding Ministries. At Loveworth Finding, one of the most frequent things we hear from listeners is how Adrian Rogers' profound messages are so simple, even their little ones can understand. We've even coined the phrase Adrianisms for some of his most memorable quotes of wisdom. For this card set, we've partnered with designer Crew & Co. to create a deck of 52 cards, each with original art and lettering and a scripture on the reverse side. 
These cards are perfect for moms who want a new, fresh way to bring scripture into your home and into the hands of your little ones, as a tool to impart truth and wisdom into their hearts. For more information about purchasing this product, go to faithful31moms.com. That's faithful31moms.com. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's Faithful31Moms.com.